There's a lot of talk these days about minimalism, whether it be minimalist living or just getting junk out of your life, clearing the clutter. Well, today I want to talk about minimalist camping. And more specifically, I want to talk about camping on a motorcycle. Join me today for another edition of Rolling Home. Well, unless you're thumbing a ride on foot wearing a backpack, motorcycle camping is about as minimal as it gets. I've been motorcycle camping numerous times, culminating in what I now consider is one of the most epic camping excursions of my life. It was in May 2015 when my older brother Mike and my son Caleb planned a multi-day ride across the Ozarks in Arkansas and ended up camping next to the White River in Cotter. Well, Cotter is a old railroad boomtown that sprang up in the early 20th centuries that was once one of the largest towns in northern Arkansas. Today, it is well known for offering excellent trout fishing and incredible scenery. The clear cold waters flowing along the banks of Cotter attract anglers in search of trophy trout and they sure can find them there. In 1819 explorer Henry Schoolcraft spent a night in the Cotter area and described the area in this way. White River is one of the most beautiful enchanting streams and by far the most transparent which discharge their waters into the Mississippi. We here behold the assembled tributaries flowing in a smooth, broad, deep, and majestic current, skirted at a short distance by mountains of the most imposing grandeur. The extreme limplicity and want of color was early seized upon by the French traders who first visited this stream, calling it the La Rivera Branque, White River. If you haven't been there, the views in the Ozarks are literally breathtaking and we enjoyed them as we took the pig trail famous motorcycle switchback route up through the Ozarks into Yellville. When we arrived in Cotter we stayed at the White River campground which is technically well it's not technically it's in Flippin which is right across the White River from Cotter practically um, underneath the Cotter Bridge. Though it was May and warmer temperatures were beginning to emerge, my minimalist camping gear made me ill-equipped for the cool night that we spent by the river as temperatures dipped into the lower 40s. When you plan on camping, riding a motorcycle, uh, you, you don't take much gear. Basically, my gear consisted of a 30-degree rated sleeping bag, a self-inflating camp mat, a battery-powered lamp and flashlight, uh, some Walmart special cooking utensils and mess kit, and a small two-man, which means one-man, tent. In addition to the great scenery, we also uh, were able to enjoy some great food. There in Cotter, we went to a place called the White Sands Cafe and enjoyed fried chicken, 
mashed potatoes and many of the, the fixings. And um, at one stage of the trip, we stopped in Russellville, which is a much south, much further south. But we stopped in Russellville and ate at the famous Whataburger restaurant there. Of course, ordering a uh, Wada Wada, which is a double cheeseburger. It's really a miracle that the trip ever happened. My brother, who was retired military, was recovering from cancer and he made the motorcycle ride from uh, East Tennessee all the way to Little Rock so we could make this trip happen. So in addition to the tour of Arkansas that my son and I joined him on, he had already ridden many hundreds of miles just to join us for the trip. And I found out after the trip, several months after the trip, that although he was technically cleared of cancer when he came and made the trip with us, it had actually grown worse and later became very a very serious condition that limited him in a number of ways. It got worse and worse and my brother ended up departing this earthly life a few years later. So it made the trip even more special that, that we were able to do that together. And isn't that what trips, particularly camping trips, are all about? Being with family, having conversation around the campfire, freezing to death when you're camping in a tent below a bridge in early May when the temperatures are falling into the 40s and it's cold and you're ill-prepared. That's what it's all about. And so I'll always remember this special trip that I had with my brother. At his funeral, I was asked to write a eulogy for my brother, and I'd like to include it here in this podcast because it kind of sums up a little bit about my feelings about my brother. Son, brother, soldier, husband, father, grandfather, friend. These are words we use to describe Michael Roy. He was taken from us all too soon, but though his passing was sudden and unexpected, he lived a life that remained etched in our collective memory. As a son, his mother recalls how Mike came into this world on a hot and muggy July day at a time when air conditioning on the farm came in the form of a box fan in an open window. As an older brother, Mike is recalled as one who didn't hesitate to get on the floor with his little brother, five years his junior, to play with matchbox cars. As a soldier, Mike's travels took him far away from the known to the unknown, resulting in finding a bride and a lifelong partner from halfway around the world. As a father, Mike juggled the rigors of military service, including numerous moves to proudly raise two wonderful and successful children. As a friend, Mike always had the time to listen, to smile and to weep, whether it was with his family, a friend from high school that he kept in touch with over the years, or military buddies, both past and present. Mike was tough 
In spite of battling cancer for nearly 10 years and suffering the debilitating consequences of a treatment that ultimately contributed to ending his life, Mike never complained, always smiled, and kept an optimistic attitude. This past year, he shared many conversations and texts with those he loved, but I wanted to read a few that he sent to this younger brother regarding his new RV from 2015. I checked the mileage on the RV. I was surprised that I averaged 13 miles per gallon. That was hard driving most of the time. If I was careful, it would be even better. It would do even better if I kept my foot off of it. A Bible verse that the Lord laid on his heart. Here's a Bible verse that I would like to share with you. For I, Jehovah thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Isaiah 41. 13. On the Second Amendment, I'm covered with my military training. I'm not going to get a concealed carry permit because I don't think it's something we should have to do to carry weapons. It's a right by the Constitution. Alaska is a good example of our rights to bear arms. You have a registered weapon and you can carry it without a permit. Texas the same way. If I want to carry, I'm going to carry. Reflections of an aging soldier. You know, I'm an old soldier. I know that might not mean much to you, and that's okay. I have a lot on my mind to be forgiven for. I know I'm forgiven for the things that I've done. The memories are still there, however. I pray every day for God to help me. Pray for me. It's hard sometimes. Memories of a younger brother in TV. Do you remember when we played cars together? To me, it was a lot of fun. I just thought of that. By the way, I'm watching Spinguli on MeTV. On Grandpa, he was a great American. He fought in World War II. His feet were so bad that he couldn't walk to the hog house. He drove everywhere. He said he walked across Germany for the war and he said he wasn't going to walk anywhere else unless he had to. He was in the 3rd Infantry Division. He never talked much about it. And lastly, today we celebrate that Mike has been healed, is no longer in pain, and safely in the arms of his heavenly father.